Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is C.L. Thompson. Hey, on this episode, I want to teach you guys seven steps to really co-parenting well with your ex. Um, I know how to do this from experience. I'm not saying I'm always the best at it, but I get a lot of people to come in my office as clients. Um, I get a lot of friends that ask me this question. They want to know how to co-parent well. They want to know how to work with each other. I get a lot of guys, really men are actually coming to counseling and guys are seeking advice because sometimes the woman tends to use the kid as a pawn. And then I get a lot of women who uh, struggle emotionally with the with the father that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing and uh, time. So it's always a tricky situation, right? Uh, if you have an ex and you're co-parenting, especially younger children, not adult children necessarily, but co-parenting children is a very big deal. Uh, and not a lot of people talk about or teach how to actually do that. Um, and that's one of the reasons I want to do this because I want to, again, my goal is always to help families grow together and help families be better off because uh, the better we are as families, the better we can be in society. And so I'm really going to give you seven real tips on how to co-parent well. And if you implement these and if you practice these, uh, you can actually co-parent and raise very healthy uh, and holy children that can function better in society. You can actually minimize some of the emotional damage that can be done. And actually, you can actually establish a better relationship with uh, your ex. And so I'm going to jump right into these because I don't want to take up much of your time. Again, these this show is dedicated to kind of be a red bull for your soul, something you can ingest real quick uh, and give you a boost at where you are. Um, and so the first thing that I want to tell you about co-parenting um, well is it doesn't even have anything to do with the kids. The first thing you have to do has to do with you and your ex. Uh, and the most important part about that is reestablishing a healthy respect for one another. Uh, I want to say that again, you have to reestablish a healthy respect for one another. Most of the time when you guys got together, mm -hmm. you had something special, you had mm -hmm. something significant, you had something that really meant something to the both of you. I hope that the situation wasn't that you just jumped into bed and you made a bed with somebody. I, and, I, and I do know that happens sometimes. I know there's uh, one night stands and things like that. That's a different situation. I'm talking to those who actually had a relationship with their ex. And then out of that relationship, somehow um, you, you got pregnant, whether it be you got married and had children or it just happened. Um, that's who I'm talking to, that that you had a relationship, you had communication, you had camaraderie, you had a connection. And with that connection, <coughs> excuse me, with that connection, um, you ultimately had children. Uh, and then for whatever reason, the relationship went south. Usually when the relationship goes south, uh, you tend to you lose respect for one another. Um, you have to go back to having a healthy relationship and a healthy respect for one another. There is no way that you can have a good co-parenting experience if you all lack respect for one another. I always say go back to what you had at some point when you were dating or married, uh, meaning that whatever you had in the beginning that actually worked, not saying... Um, the whole thing, but what worked for you guys? What was that attraction? What was that respect? What what was it that was there that made you guys have a healthy respect for each other where you kind of idolized or enjoyed something about each other? Go back to those and focus on those traits and those tangible things about that person. You want to have a healthy respect for one another. And I know it can be difficult to say, man, you don't know what they did to me. You know how bad they treated me. You don't know. Remember, this is not about you. 
this is about the children. But in this particular instance, to make it about the children, it has to be about um, getting rid of what they did to you and establishing a healthy respect. One of the things that that I've practiced uh, and my ex will attest to this is that me and my ex-wife have never said a bad thing about each other. Uh, even after we divorced, we have we've made it our, 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 our priority to never talk bad about each other, whether it be privately or publicly on social media, on whatever platform we're doing. We have made a decision to not talk bad about each other. And that's something that people really need to practice. Here's a rule. Here's a fool. Here's some food for thought. Never talk bad about your ex because they are a reflection of your judgment and your intelligence. Ooh, I just said something. Let me say that again. Never talk bad about your ex because they are a reflection of your judgment and your intelligence. Watch this. If you talk bad about your ex, remember you pick them or you allow them to pick you. You judge them or you allow them to uh, come into your life. And so essentially talking bad about your ex is really talking bad about you because you picked them. Uh, so instead of talking bad about them, you probably want to say some good things about them and build them up on the characteristics mm-hmm. they did have that were healthy. Because when you do that, what that does is it helps you to establish a baseline of respect for that person. So uh, the key, the first step to co-parenting well with your ex is reestablishing a healthy respect for one another, throwing out everything that's happened in the past, hitting that reset button and starting clean, saying we're doing this for the kids. Let's have a healthy respect for each other. Healthy respect starts to help communication be healthy. Healthy respect starts to help people prioritize timing, things like that. So you want to have a healthy respect for each other. The second thing, once you've established that healthy respect for each other, is you want to identify the non-negotiables and negotiate them. Let me say it again. I think that probably sounds like an oxymoron. Like what did he say? Identify the non-negotiables and then negotiate them. How can a non-negotiable be negotiated? Here's what I'm saying. When you identify the non-negotiables, what is a non-negotiable? A non-negotiable is talk about what you both want for the kids and what you want done and have a sensible conversation of what works best for you and the children. There are some things that are non-negotiables. The kids have to have this. The kids have to have that. This is what I want. This is how I want it done. But then you have to find a way to negotiate some of those, because if we're too stubborn to bend on certain things, then we have a problem. So you identify what the non-negotiables are on both sides. Identify, hey, what do you want for the kids? What do y'all want for the kids? Uh, How much time, what school, what medicines, what clothes, who can meet the kids, when the kids identify the non-negotiables and then start to negotiate, negotiate them. Um, You have to talk about the school choice and medical decisions, time spent where and around who, um, Once you identify those and have a healthy conversation, if you can do this in a sensible way and not let feelings, not let emotions, not let pride, not let anger get in the way, you can start to actually make some leeway and start to make some decisions that are based upon the children's needs and wants and not based upon what's happened in the relationship. So you have to identify the negotiables and non-negotiables and talk about them and negotiate those. Number three, create healthy boundaries that protect the children that protect your emotions and that protect your current relationships and the overall big picture. I know I said a mouthful with that. I'm going to repeat that for those of you who are probably taking notes because I know some of you take notes uh, with this. Again, number three, create healthy boundaries that protect the children, that protect your emotions, that protect your current relationship and that protect the overall big picture. Let's work that way backwards. The overall big picture is that you want the children to grow with both parents in their life. 
uh, and to grow up without with as minimal emotional damage as possible. Too often, uh, what parents fail to realize is that the children serve in separation as casualties and collateral damage. Uh, when you all fight, the children are the collateral damage. When you all fight, the children are the casualties of the war that you all are fighting. And so what has to happen is the overall big picture is that we can't fight like that because the overall big picture is to have the children know that we love each other, that we can respect each other. It also teaches the kids to have healthy relationships with people that walk away from them or people that it teaches them relationship skills, it teaches them social skills. And so the overall big picture, number one, is that you want the kids to grow up emotionally healthy. And so you have to create those boundaries that respect and protect your current relationship. So what does that look like? It simply means this. Like if I'm with somebody, establish boundaries that, hey, I don't want the kids to meet this particular person because I haven't met them yet or I haven't talked to them yet or so on and so forth, or at least wait six to eight months before the kids get involved. You have to protect the kids. And I always say, especially if you're newly divorced or newly separated or whatever the case may be, I always say six to nine months before you even introduce the children to somebody new that you're dating, um, because you don't know where that relationship is going. And if that relationship fails, what you're teaching your children indirectly is that relationships aren't sustainable and they don't last. And children have a tendency to get attached quicker than we do as adults. And so children, what happens is you bring somebody else into their life. They get attached to that person then that person's gone. And then you bring somebody else in real quick. And then that person's there and then they're gone. You're teaching your kids that they don't have to commit to anything. And so you want to be careful. So I always say one of the best ways to protect your, protect your children and creating healthy boundaries is six to nine months before you even allow them to even know about somebody that you're dating or potentially going to get with. You want to protect your emotions. How do you protect your emotions and create a healthy boundary in that area? You want to make sure that the conversations that you are having are not about what was, what we could have did, what we should have did, what went wrong. Um, because what the, what that does is it stirs up um, emotions about the relationship and they can be good or bad. It can have you all in a position to where um, you're, 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 you're thinking about dating again or you're, or you're caught up on your ex. So you want to protect yourself emotionally. And again, of course, more importantly than all, you want to protect the children. And so creating boundaries that protect the children. Hey, they can go around this time and that time. They can do this and they can do that when they're with you. Um, this needs to happen. You want consistency across the platform, meaning what's done at one house is done at the other house. Don't let the children play you um, and say, oh, when I'm with dad, you're playing the good parent, bad parent thing. Like, oh, when they're with me, this is what they do. And then when they're with you, they do this because now you're you're really fighting um, against each other and you're using the kids to do that. So create healthy boundaries. Point number four. Guard your bond from outsiders. Oh, I can't emphasize that enough. Guard your bond from outsiders. Don't allow anyone to disrespect or come between what you two have. What you and your ex have, don't let anybody come between that. What you have is for the children, not for them. Don't let anybody start gassing you up and saying, girl, I would do this. Or, bruh, why don't you? Do no, don't let anybody come between that. This is especially true for family, for family, friends and those who you are currently dating. Don't let them tear apart the relationship that you all have because you made them those children with your ex, not with that particular person. And so if a person comes in and they try to tell you, don't let this person do that, that this, that, and the other start to try to dictate that relationship. Uh, you want to be careful of that person because that can take away from the bond that the, that the child has with both parents. Um, so if you're going to do that. 
have all parties involved. Go to the it takes a village mentality, not just it takes me and this person. Number five, um, keep promises. Broken promises are the easiest way to destroy good co-parenting and the child's psyche. Man, let me say it again. Broken promises are the easiest way to destroy co-parenting and the children's psyche. If you guys promise that you're going to do something, men, I hate to pick on you. This is especially true for you. Um, if if the woman has primary custody of the kids and then you have um, allocated parenting time or whatnot and you're promising to do something for the children, stick to that promise. Because when you break that promise, um, it hurts the child's psyche, but it also breaks the co-parenting relationship because you've broken the consistency. And so what you want to do is if you make a promise, you keep that promise, um, because if you break that promise and now the person that you're co-parenting with can hardly trust you. And especially for women, they're doing a lot. They're giving a lot They're They're doing all this and they expect that respite time to get away from the children. Not that they don't love their children, but women need a break, too. And I'm not saying to the single fathers who have it, the vice versa. What I'm saying is keep those promises. It keeps the co-parenting relationship fluent and it also protects the child's psyche. Number six, no playing chess with the children. Uh, the children are not a pawn to be used as leverage for past hurts you're dealing with. Man, women, I have to pick on you a little bit. I know several women who uh, use the children as pawns to um, get back at a man or hold them back from their children. And this angers a man. And men, when we get angry, we react out of anger and we do some of the other things listed on this list. And it just destroys the co-parenting relationship. Not saying that men can't use the kids as pawns because men do it as well. But this is something that's primarily found done by women. And so don't use the children's pawns. Use don't use them at all. Let them be children and you guys be the adults in the situation. So don't use the kids as pawns. And the last but not least, probably most important, get individual or joint counseling. I'm not trying to sell you on anything here as a therapist or a clinician. What I'm trying to say is that sometimes um, getting counseling on how to co-parent well, fixing some of your issues will make you both better individuals. Um, I have couples that come who are actually in the process of getting divorced, but they have learn how to co-parent well and their children are thriving because they've worked out their issues within counseling and those issues now don't boil over into the household and the children are doing exceptionally well. So if you have to get individual counseling or joint counseling, do that. And so I want to run through this list again, just so you can have them. Um, so you know how to co-parent well. Number one, reestablish healthy respects for one another. Number two, identify the non-negotiables and negotiate them. Number three, create healthy boundaries that protect the children, your emotions, your current relationships and the overall big picture. Number four, guard your bond from outsiders. Number five, keep promises. Number six, don't play chess with the children. And number seven, get counseling. Man, thank you all for listening. Keep looking out for new episodes. And if you want more information, make sure you visit www.csteps.org or look up more information on our podcast. I hope you heard something dope. This is CL Thompson and I'm out.